and welcome back to the How I Ripped Off Buffy the Vampire Slayer podcast, the penultimate episode. Oh my god. Oh, what are we going to do when this big hairy sack of bollocks is over? <laughs> my name is Chip Thompson and I'm joined as always by MC. That would be me. <laughs> and this is the notes for series five of oh Tamora Gayson. Oh I can't believe I tried to drag this out to five <laughs> seasons and two spin-off seasons as well. That was ambitious, wasn't it? <laughs> to be fair, you you got well, you almost got there. Nearly <laughs> tried so hard. I, I got, got so, so far, <laughs> but in the end, it was bollocks. <laughs> Big hairy bollocks. <laughs> what happened last season, MC? Christ, um, fuck all the things. All is the that, things. Is yeah. that you? Is your me. way of throwing yeah. over to me? Like, yeah. what did happen? <laughs> Well, uh, we had the gang moving to England, London, yeah. starting a B&B, that happened. The Tokyo Memorial <laughs> Bed and Breakfast, thank you. MC was a terrible father. Quite a lot, and a terrible friend. Yes, just a terrible human. Yeah. Yeah, which we like to reiterate every single episode by just making it a little bit worse. <laughs> you know, he was like ignoring his child, then he locked his child in a room, then he threw his friend out, and it was just bad. Yeah. And then randomly decided to love her in the last two episodes. Yeah, that was that was a 180 <laughs> that I didn't quite believe. It It's hard, because obviously the last few episodes we only went through the notes with, so yeah. we didn't get the full development. Yeah, so, Christ, what even was it? MC saw Tifa. Well, what he thought was Tifa. There was, it was, I felt like the ending to season four was really unsatisfactory. Yeah. And probably might have been a bit better, again, in if they were full episodes. Yeah. But it was a bit confusing, because Tannis, the uh, gardening witch doctor, showed up again. <laughs> It's confusing, you say. Yeah, bang to the ghost that lives in the B and B, and they had yeah. a little team up. Yeah, and they seem to win the day because Mrs. Lansbury was still knocking around. Mm. Uh, Amy is dead. Had a little neck snapped by yeah. Tannis, yeah. which was a slightly dark way to end things and unexpected. Yeah, I was not expecting because it that. seemed like MC had won, and then Tannis is like, nope. Yeah, but there was a whole thing where Terry Terry kind of revealed, of course, the new um, newest member of the team for last yeah. season, the witch, uh, the wizard pub landlord, or no, Just pub landlord thought, no longer. When he thought gardening witch doctor <laughs> wasn't dumb enough. It's like, if you've got some sort of magic ability, it's like wrestling, you need like a second gimmick, like a, like a real job as well as a wrestler. Um, but obviously Terry's pub got shut down yeah, it by the health inspectors because yeah. of the demon dick selling pill, demon, <laughs> demon dick selling pill, joke wake. Um... <laughs> And uh, yes, yeah, so MC finally bonded with Amy only to have her killed off, which yeah. is how that ended. Yeah. Jay is now working for his father again after being yeah. blamed for bringing back the virus that put Louise in a coma for a while. Yeah, and um, we, it, with Jay, we're hoping that he'll get back to the, the side of, of good. Yeah, whether he thinks he's kind of working within the belly of the beast to try and make things better. Yeah, but I mean, it was kind of... Uh, he was in a desperate desperate time, wasn't he? Yeah. After getting kicked out by the gang. Mm-hmm. Well, kicked out by MC, that's not... <laughs> yeah, but no one else gave a shit, so... <laughs> yeah. Yes, it was a very, very confusing ending, mm. I found. Um, not very satisfactory at all. Um, and now we go into Series 5 MC. Obviously, we had Gav trying to propose to Louise as well. Yeah, oh, well, Louise isn't in a coma anymore. Yeah, that was pretty much her role for the last season. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> much for her. Apart from babysitting and coma. That was it's all Louise got. The friend- only female character got <laughs> a coma and babysitting. <laughs> it was all due to the, the miracle of lead furnaces. <laughs> <laughs> And I always intended this to be the last season as well. Thank God. Yeah. And we kind of saw what happened with Chip and what he was going through in yeah. season two of Chip when we went through similar notes. Mm-hmm. Um, and how he was kind of questioning the cool claw and mm-hmm. their whole life as 
crime fighting supernatural ninjas. Mm. So let's see if that bleeds into series five of Tomorrow Gaysen MC mm. as we get into season five of Tomorrow Gaysen MC. <laughs> Starts with MC still mourning the loss of Amy. Does does his mourning take the form of like running through the streets, <laughs> clicking his heels, singing to himself, doing cartwheels? <laughs> <laughs> I know the next line, which says, "This continues for a few episodes." And then it's done. It's like, yeah, that's enough now. <laughs> it was just my baby daughter dying tragically. <laughs> but you think how badly he handled Tifa's passing and death yeah and now his one and only daughter from his dead girlfriend is dead as well I guess when you say it continues for a few episodes I guess like him sort of when all he does in the episode is mourn and then yeah. other things will come along and he has to deal with them and imagine he's gone quite dark as well yeah. oh god Great. as it says here as well he's alone not taking any prisoners until something shocks him back into who he really is an arsehole maybe uh, he rejoins the gang, end of episode two. So... Okay, so yeah, this is like the... This is the reaction to Amy dying, obviously. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, it's not that he stops mourning, it's that he's sort of forced to go back to crime fighting, whatever. Yeah, I like the vagueness of something shocks him back into it and he's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, like, Louise just slaps him or something and yeah. he's like, yeah, you're right, I should stop doing this. Just, Pull my bootstraps up, <laughs> stiff up a lip, and just crack on. You know, can't mourn a dead daughter all day. <laughs> <gasps> Louise starts to fall for MC. <laughs> Why? I don't know. She like, maybe I shouldn't date a fourteen-year-old. <laughs> he was fifteen, all right. <laughs> and a fourteen and a half. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's not. After all the fucking time they've been together, it's, yeah. it's dumb. That's like when you, when a series has been going for like 12 seasons and they've yeah, run out of yeah. ideas and yeah. it's like, well, these two characters haven't had a thing yet, yeah. so... I present to you Spike falling for Buffy, which I'm not really so much of a fan of, yeah. and Cordelia and Angel almost yeah. ending up together as yeah. well, so maybe it's along those lines. Yeah. But there's been no hints of it, really, is there? Like, Louise has always kind of none. stood up for MC. They've been friends, yeah. even though they, they shouldn't be. No. <laughs> and Louise should have left a long time ago. Um, and there yeah. was a thing in season four when they were visited by ghostly visions. Yeah. And Gav's former mentor came back to say that Gav, uh, that MC and Louise would betray him. Yeah, but I never, I, I, even at the time, I didn't interpret that as like a sort of romantic thing. It was always like. Maybe that's what I wanted you to think. Oh, such a good writer. <laughs> But that is something I enjoy doing, is kind of putting in those little things. Because mm. Gav had a whole thing, uh, like a vision about Louise telling him about something about the future as well, and mm. how they wouldn't make it. Mm. So maybe there were some hints towards this. Interesting. Mm. Louise starts to fall for MC. It isn't returned, <laughs> but it drives a wedge between Louise and Gav. MC? What? Failing to <laughs> hold emotions for someone else other than contempt and indifference? Surely not. <laughs> So do they just live in the B&B where Louise is in love with MC, Gav is in love with Louise, and MC's just eyeing up Gav? Like, oh, <laughs> that's why he threw Jay out. <laughs> oh, my God, it all makes sense now. Oh, my God, they're all paedophiles. It's the curse of the Ku Claw. Gives you ninja powers, but makes you a nods. Oh, that's why Chip went with someone who was barely 18. <laughs> oh, God. Gav leads a different life towards the end. Almost fallen in with the wrong crowd, if you like. <laughs> <laughs> He's off. 
<laughs> staying out all night, drinking cider in the park. <laughs> He's got a little <laughs> permanent marker doing his little graffiti tag on public toilets. He hasn't done his homework in weeks. <laughs> So, when I like that I wrote a note to myself as well. It's like, if you like Chip, oh, thanks, Chip. I might think about that when I write it. Yeah, it'll be fine. Good suggestion, Chip. <laughs> so I'm glad we've got another white protagonist that's going off the rails slightly because that's always great, Such isn't it? Such a change. <laughs> so Gav is leading a different life towards the end. He's with the wrong crowd. I mean, it's, and the next line is, ends with him being turned into a vampire, <laughs> coming back to try and kill the gang. <gasps> Chip kills him. Ooh, okay. <gasps> I think that was... In the 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 prophecy that the dream prophecy that he had as well that shit hmm. would end him or something like that or okay. kill him really yeah oh wow yeah so I really did plan that far ahead that's I'm not sure I really like the whole Gav turning into a vampire it's not very satisfying as a, no. a plot thing isn't it wait didn't in the Angel comics didn't yes. Gun get yes. turned into a vampire yes okay well yeah. that explains a lot <laughs> yeah. Yes, he did, MC. <laughs> that is well, exactly right. Now, now that makes sense. I'm surprised Gav didn't also become a lawyer and <laughs> turn black as well. Just, <laughs> just like, I want to be called Charles Knife now. <laughs> uh, so I guess that must be the very end. Maybe Gav becomes the like the big bad of the season then. Yeah, that would make or sense. One of them. Maybe I was doing that really weird mucky thing where there's various ones yeah, throughout maybe, the season or maybe. something like that. Um yeah, another one of the gang goes evil. And we had hints yeah. to Gav being, like, like he got adrenaline boost from being bitten by a vampire, didn't we? And we said he was going to go all Riley. I can't remember if that was an actual thing or a thing we just made jokes about. There were, I think there were definitely hints towards it and we pushed it a bit further. Right. And we were worried it was going to go that right. way. So I wonder if this, you know, bad crowd that Gav has fallen like, in for. Hey, why don't you try a vampire bite? <laughs> go on, you'll be cool. It's a bunch of chappy like, vampires. It's not smoking though, is it? <laughs> So I think there's probably like a progression there into where sure. Gav is going this season. Sorry, Gav, you turned into a vampire again and got staked again because we had Gav the vampire in a really early season. Oh, yeah. Because obviously this was all based around my friends and we didn't know Gav very well at the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just took his name and named a dumb vampire after yeah. him who got staked and then ends with Gav becoming a vampire <laughs> and getting staked again. What a disappointing end for Gav. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> Series needs to be lighter. <laughs> we start with MC mourning the death of his baby daughter who is tragically killed by a gardening witch doctor. That's why he gets over then it by the, the end of episode two. The relationship between Louise and Gavin, which is the only bright spot in the entire series. Then Gav dies. <laughs> well, hey! <laughs> Laugh a minute. Oh, dear. Series needs to be lighter, not in a complete comic sense, but let's make a bit of a break from the deep psychological states all the characters have been in. Let's just revisit how you spell psychological here, because it's like psychological. <laughs> P S H C O L O G I C A L. Psych. Well, well, there's no Y in it. Yeah. Psychological. Psychological. Sounds like a medical condition. Well, I'm it, afraid you have psychological. Whatever it is, we need to get away from it, okay? There was too much last season. <laughs> it's interesting that even I was kind of sick of all the darkness. Yeah. The last season was depressing. Yeah. There was not a lot of hope in there. Yeah. So even I was like, I need to get away from this, but I've got to deal with this whole dead baby thing <laughs> and the whole Gav is a vampire thing. So it's like episode one and two, 
you know, oh, horrible. MC's all dark, mm-hmm. you know, crying all the time. The last two episodes, Gav is evil, he's a vampire, he's trying to kill them. But before that, it's like a musical on Broadway. <laughs> <laughs> Need to return Jay as well. Maybe MC goes for the angle of trying to rebuild the family. Maybe even suggesting going after Chip, bringing him back. But discovers Chip is doing good elsewhere. Okay, so mm. is this... Is this MC's way of dealing with the death of his daughter? Yeah, I think it's like a healing thing. Because mm. we were saying, you know, how much of a shit person he was last season. Mm. I think even I've realised that as a 17-year-old, however old I am now. And, uh, how old you are now? Well, not now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, don't give the game away. <laughs> are you actually 17? <laughs> Still older than Gav. <laughs> but yeah, maybe this was my attempts to heal uh, and kind of have that lighter tone as MC's like look I maybe MC comes clean and he's like look I know I fucked up I know mm. I was a douchebag mm-hmm. but I want to make this better mm. and that's why Louise falls for him ah because ah. he turns into an actual human being yeah a nice person my god oh my god and yeah like he, maybe he recognises he did Jay wrong mm. and not that he did Chip wrong but maybe he's like maybe we'll give him a second chance the yeah. old second go around eh <laughs> It, I don't know. To be honest, if I, if I was Louise or Jay and all of a sudden MC started being nice, I would be really suspicious. <laughs> I'd be like, he's definitely possessed or something. He's waiting for us to lower our guard. <laughs> They'd have to do the thing MC did to that guy on the boat when he thought he was a demon, just snap his neck <laughs> just in case. I'm pretty sure. Um, and obviously, uh, MC never really knew where Chip was or what he was doing. Yeah. Because Chip just disappears at the end of season three. Yeah. And it's only Jay that knows he's in New York. Yeah, that's true, actually. So maybe Jay tells him eventually when they sit down and hopefully chat it out when MC's like, I am so sorry. You don't have to forgive me, but I want you to know that I am very sorry. He wouldn't say that. No. (laughs) He'd be like, oh, you've got to cry about it. (laughs) No, don't do that. I have hope for season five MC. (laughs) Back to basics. First series. Vampires, zombies, bad guys. (laughs) I... Do you know what? I actually went back recently and listened to a few episodes from the first season. Mm. It's so different. <laughs> and there's so many things I was like, oh, I wish I'd cut that out. And the sound quality is terrible really? and stuff. Yeah. Because I think there's a much less editing. So, right. you know, I always cut out when we like do that thing where we smack our lips together and mm. stuff like that. Because I don't think it's very nice for the for the listener to mm. hear. Um, but there's so much of that. Mm. And because uh, I was in my old flat back then, it's really echoey mm. and stuff. Um, but it's interesting that I wanted to go back to the idea of like, it's back to basics. Here's some vampires, here's some zombies, throw in a couple of mafia people and some like deranged monsters that can't be killed with weapons and stuff like that as well. <laughs> I mean, you say earlier that you want the series to be lighter. Maybe, I mean, it was lighter back then. So yeah. maybe that is you uh, trying to be lighter. You're like, well... I know how to do lighter. I'll just go back to how I used to write. <laughs> Maybe all the episodes are like a page and a half long again as well. <laughs> Storyline with huge uprise in zombie population. Could be Jay's dad as he has links to them before. Because, ah, mm. yeah, he owned the genetics factory. <laughs> and was uh, Office. <laughs> office, sorry. And was funding the two evil ninjas, yeah. Jack and Lee. Yeah. And they had like an army of super zombies at one point that could only they be had killed lots by. Of armies. They could only be killed by swords piercing their guts. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. This army of super strong, quick, and smart zombies have one incredible flaw. <laughs> so maybe he's found a way to make them have big, nice guts that don't die. They melted as well when they got stabbed. That was the thing. Of course they did. Yeah, so non-melting super zombies. Yeah. (laughs) With big, nice guts, as you just said. (laughs) Well, you can tell what I'm into. Jay's dad gets a science science team, kidnaps them. I want 
Zombies with big nice guts. That don't melt when you stab them. Oh, that is... Wait, what are you talking about? <laughs> I'm a pharmacist, I know. <laughs> Look, it's season one again, okay? <laughs> we need this dumb shit. Uh, that would be kind of interesting, though, if the main threat was like a zombie apocalypse. Because there's only been like little patches of zombies here and there, terrorising little patches yeah, of people. that's true, that's so true. A full-blown zombie apocalypse could have been... Not different, because that's been done loads of times, but interesting. <laughs> yeah. Think of that tricky song when writing opening episode... Which tricky song would that Which be? Which tricky song? Uh, Hell is Around the Corner? Yeah, maybe. That would make sense. Yeah, I think that's probably one of my favourite tricky songs. Mm-hmm. So that would be quite cool to set an episode around that. That's got yeah, a cool kind of zombies vibe. and stuff. Yeah, I yeah. dig it. I MC dig being it. all dark and stuff on yeah. the street, taking no prisoners. Yeah. Yeah. Have MC make a lot more gadgets and be more loaded up when he goes out to fight. So he's Batman now. Well... There's been plenty of times when they just haven't had any weapons on them. <laughs> yeah. Like, a lot. <laughs> so he's finally learned it took the death of his baby daughter. <laughs> well, you know why that happened? It's because the weapons room back at the mansion blew up. So yeah, they lost all even, their weapons. Even then they were like, oh, might go out to fight some zombies. What shall I take? A stick. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you can stab it, if they haven't got good guts. <laughs> That's true. Nice guts. Nice guts. Big nice guts. <laughs> oh, look at the guts on him. I can't believe in the penultimate episode I said big nice guts <laughs> in a very sort of Tamora Gason kind of way. Slowly have Gav pushed out of the group. In episode two, he's just about to propose to Louise when MC turns up, knuckles bloody from punching the wall. Ooh, what a badass. No wonder Louise fancies him now. <laughs> Must be all that angst. <laughs> Gav hasn't got enough at 15. <laughs> have episode where they save Jay from his dad's offices. Fairly early, MC is redeemed over losing Amy and Tifa, finally. <laughs> I like how he's redeemed. He's like, I was like, well, you're still being a fucking arsehole for like the last two. No, I'm redeemed. It's fine. <laughs> like, it's fairly early as well. So, Do you I mean, mean redeemed or do you mean like he sort of comes to terms with it? And... Yeah, I clearly don't, didn't yeah. know what redeemed yeah. means. Uh, meant, means. Yeah. <laughs> Big nice guys. <laughs> You've been doing this too long, man. You're oh, regressing no. into 15-year-old oh. chip again. I should just be banned from writing anything <laughs> from now on. But yes, like a redemption, I think I mean. Yeah, um, yeah. But it, I think it would have been... Eh, I don't know. I'm in two minds about this. Because it would have been a bit obvious maybe to have Jay maybe go a bit evil and get into with his dad's family yeah. a bit more. But maybe saving him early is a bit too quick like kind of just blows that story away because it's quite a dramatic ending yeah that's true that's true i guess it maybe it was an attempt a a reason for mc to go after jay Mm -hmm. like he finds out that jay is you know perhaps like jay doesn't really go along with the program then his dad is like right well you could stay here until you be all evil and stuff that sounds like it was shinikon yeah (laughs) um you know he has to stay there so he learns to be a, a proper member of the family and yeah. then MC and the gang find out and then he yeah. decides to save Jay blah 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 or maybe Jay was like I'm not going to do all the evil things and his dad like tried to shoot him in the hand again or something <laughs> as Gav becomes isolated he goes out at night coming home later and later <laughs> past his curfew <laughs> but Louise doesn't notice this is how he falls into the wrong crowd <laughs> It really does sound like he's just going to the park to hang out with the hoodlums <laughs> drinking white lightning <laughs> He smoked a cigarette. (laughs) Maybe have it so Jay's dad does care about him, but he's just too corrupt and seeks revenge on MC for taking his son away from him. 
Okay, that's quite that's quite interesting. Mm. In that Jay's dad, he yeah, he does actually care about his son, but his way of showing it and his whole mentality about it is just so messed up that he's does evil stuff. <laughs> it, I think it'd be tough to get that across, considering all the horrible things Jay's dad has done. It, I guess it's like the sort of. I guess probably a bit cliche, but one way to do it would be to show like Jay's dad's upbringing Ooh. and have like you know his dad being a dick yeah. to him. So this is like a cycle that's sort of continuing. I like that. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Well done. MC feels for him, sorta. He tells Jay it's up to him what he does. Jay tells his dad he never wants to see him again. Jay's dad eventually slits his own wrist. <laughs> I'm glad this season's a lot lighter, more comedic. <laughs> and then his dad kills himself. <laughs> Amy's dead. Gav dies. Jay's dad slits his wrists. I guess it would be difficult to have a different... If you don't want the angle of Jay's dad being an out-and-out villain, mm. if you want him to be the sort of quasi-sympathetic character i don't know how you do that like but you at the same time you know he's 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 so bent on his worldview he can't the only way he can show affection for jay is to try and mold jay into himself yeah so you can't have you can't have mc killing jay's dad Mm -hmm. because if he's not so much a villain that isn't such a satisfying resolution yeah you could have jay killing him but full game of thrones yeah but even that is quite dark. Yeah. You can't really have a, a sort of J Star going like, you know what? I've been wrong all this time. Let's go bowling. <laughs> like MC literally has. Yeah. So I guess this is sort of maybe Jay's dad realizes how messed up he is mm. and how he's never going to be able to change. And he's never going to be able to leave Jay alone because he's been keeping tabs on Jay this whole time. Mm, yeah. So maybe this is like the only way out for him, the only way to sort of break that cycle. Yeah. So he's sort of sacrificing himself for his own son, kind uh, of. So in a way, it's like the the only way he can redeem himself yeah. is by killing himself. Yeah. Because then he won't be a bad influence on his son's life. Yeah. Oh, that's kind of interesting. Probably not what I was going for, <laughs> but I, that is a really good way of doing it. Thanks. Yeah. It's almost like a sins of the father kind of feel, mm, isn't there? Mm. Like MC has to redeem himself and then Jay's dad has to do mm. it as well. And then MC kills himself. <laughs> Louise has to tell MC that she loves him, but it's Gav that gets it out of her first. MC knocks her back. Not literally, I hope. <laughs> not because he can't be with anyone, but because he just doesn't love her. <laughs> It's not because I don't love anyone, it's just you. (laughs) I'm sorry, you just. I know I'll never compare to low fat butter. (laughs) That'll always be number one in your life. It's just I don't respect you because you're a secretary and a woman. You know, in in defence of this though, yeah, which I never like to say, yeah, uh, it's you know that way we don't have the characters having a romance. Then it's a that bit doesn't different. make any sense. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's yeah, not like true, MC's like, true. oh, I totally love you too from nowhere. Yeah, yeah, he's like, I'm you're my friend. Yeah, and I'm just your friend. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay, sure. It's yeah. just phrased in a <laughs> yeah. in a way very poorly. <laughs> yeah. Go with zombie storyline. Use zombie survival guide to really explain the mystery of zombies. You mean just rip it off? Just steal it. <laughs> Jay's dad making them. 
okay, so it's going to, like, he is making an army of super zombies and then feels bad about that, I guess. Sure. Maybe there's a bit where the zombies nearly get Jay and he realises, oh no. That was bad. Better yeah. slip my wrists. Yeah. <laughs> Need some more stuff with Terry? Yes. Question mark? Yes. <laughs> He's been such an afterthought. I know. Oh. It's not fair. He deserves better. Yeah. That kind of happens with the, the second season of Chip It Away because it took a long while for me to write anything about what was happening with Cat and Ridley. Mm. So maybe Terry's going the same way. I guess at the time you were so focused on writing a story with like our friends in it. Yeah. And these, I'm pretty sure we weren't friends with a, a pub <laughs> landlord wizard named Terry. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm misremembering. It's probably just wishful thinking. Yeah. So yeah, it, from that perspective, it makes sense. Not narratively, but <laughs> from the mindset of you, it makes sense to phase them out. Yeah. Well, need some more stuff with Terry or slowly write him out. Maybe have him meet a woman and leave London. Oh, oh! It's such a shame. Like it's such a cop out of like uh, I don't know what to do with this character. Write him out. It's yeah. done. At least he didn't die or slit his wrists. I guess. <laughs> it's, but it would have been nice if he'd like maybe gone away to be with his kids that he doesn't see or something. Yeah, because like there's a, been no mention of that at all. A better resolution. And if you're gonna have a more light-hearted series, you need Terry. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, he is light-hearted personified. Yeah. Oh. Oh, I'm sorry we did you wrong, Terry. <laughs> If it was about how Terry gets treated than the actual real people. <laughs> Episode where lunatics take over an asylum. You felt you put ass island, <laughs> ass lion. Thanks to an early experiment with with Solomon? Solomon? By Jay's dad. Is this is there a bit in the zombie... The only thing I can guess, there must be something in the Zombie Survival Guide book where there is, like, a drug or a virus called solanum I... that turns people into zombies. Okay. Maybe. 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 So maybe I was literally going to rip that off then. Yeah. I just, well, just steal it. That's, that's my first guess. Okay, cool. MC has to get in to stop it. I think he would get quite ac- <laughs> ready, uh, quick access to any, ment- any mental health services <laughs> if he just describes... <laughs> Any aspect of himself. And then the gun in uh, Witch Doctor snapped the neck of my little baby that I've only just learned to love. <laughs> right this way, sir. <laughs> but again, it does seem to be the theme where Jay's dad is maybe the antagonist early on. Yeah. Uh, maybe making this army of zombies. It might be one of those things, again, like the December form, where it kind of got resolved a bit earlier and then we kind of moved into Gav. other things. Yeah. yeah, into Gav, yeah. Yeah, I guess like the first bit when they're doing, dealing with Jay's dad is mm. when Gav is... Staying out till, like, midnight. (laughs) Christmas special. Jay's dad does something to make him vulnerable. Make them vulnerable. Oh. Uh, Okay. He said make him vulnerable. Yeah, but the the gang? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, must be. Okay. And that's the Christmas special. Yeah. Cool. (laughs) Episode where Louise dreams of an alternative universe. Maybe that's how she finally realises she's in love with MC. Go very Lynch with it. Towards end of the series. I would have loved to see Teenage You try and do a David Lynch oh my God. style. I don't know what I would have seen. Probably only Blue Velvet at that point as well. It would have been Jay's dad just with like a... <laughs> the gas mask. Yeah. <laughs> it's Jay's dad, you fuck. Where the fuck is my selenium? Uh, so, it's a dream episode where Louise... Is it actually an alternative universe or is she just dreaming of it? She's dreaming of it. So I guess it's like an alternate timeline where like okay. if this had happened then blah blah blah. So blah, I blah. just write it as an alternative timeline and then we'd be like, oh but it was all a dream. Yes. I, I think you'd literally just watch a David Lynch film and like <laughs> <laughs> I know about films he, now. He, he does things with dreams. 
<laughs> and all the characters took backwards. <laughs> and there's a midget there. <laughs> Have an episode that shows Gav isolation. Nah, can show this over time. I guess you're trying not to make it too heavy-handed, maybe. Like, it's trying like to last a gradual, season, you mean? A gradual development. Yeah. Or you just don't like Gav anymore as a character. <laughs> he's like, right, fuck that guy. He's going to lose his girlfriend. He's going to turn into a vampire. He's going to get fucking killed at the end. He's going to write all these characters out. <laughs> Did you and Gav have a falling out or something? <laughs> There's not a lot of... Um... New characters. None. Jay's dad, in a way, because he becomes more of a fuller character than he was initially, because he's only around for a sure. very brief spell sure. early on. So maybe Jay's dad, but there's not a lot of new people coming in. Whereas Chip had quite a few new characters. Yeah, but I guess... Oh, yeah, that's true, actually. I was going to yeah. say, like, the last series probably isn't the time to introduce them, but then Chip does. Yeah. I, I think there is definitely uh, an effort on my teenage part mm. to kind of bring everything back to the original kind of group. Sure. Um, but I think we'll get into that as we get into, like, the ending of it. Mm-hmm. At the start of episode one, have a section where the gang, Chip as well, appear out of a crater of some sort. They are beaten and bloody, but happy. They celebrate hugging each other. This, basically the happy ending to Tamora Gason. Have the writing speak about their victory. They are beaten, but together, etc. Ooh. Ooh. So So this is like a dream sequence? This is kind of tying in into the... uh, what do we want to call it? The final episode, like the goodbye episode, because mm. there was going to be a crossover between the two shows, mm. and that was going to be the very end. So the movie special, sure, sure, we we'll call it that. Oh god, it's very weird and like yeah. serenity. Yeah, <laughs> episode with a man, probably a guest at the B and B, has a nightmare every night, but doesn't know why. See, ideas already written down. Cool. Where, where, where were these ideas written down? <laughs> I don't have those. MC doesn't want to kill humans anymore because he sees that as a choice. End, end a line. I presume you mean and. Yeah. He doesn't want to cross as it makes him feel less human. A disagreement he and Chip have in final, final episode. <laughs> so this is like the comic book morality thing where yeah. you can you can just beat the shit out of anyone you like as long <laughs> as you don't kill them. Was that? You <laughs> you sent that guy to coma for the next 10 years because he stole a wallet. <laughs> That's fine. You're a good person. Uh, I imagine MC was doing a lot of human killing in the first yeah. few episodes, like of bad people, but yeah. still. <gasps> An episode where Lee turns up dead, dying, or eventually dies. <laughs> Ooh, so many options of what we could have done there. Does he start MC off on a passage of Why Am I a Ninja? Lee finds something out, is chased by the Ku Claw, Ooh. or someone else who can't let the secret out of the bag. That's, that's really quite interesting, mm. though, because you needed... If both Chip and MC are to go down the route of sort of questioning yeah. the Ku Klaw and their origins and all that, you do need something to set them off on that path. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so this, this kind of feels like... It feels like Chip is more maybe investigating those feelings more because obviously mm. he had his time in prison where he was thinking a lot more when he was mm. away from the mm. fight. Whereas maybe... It's nice to see Lee again because he's just been off doing his own thing. I don't mm. know what he's been up to. We haven't seen him since season two. Yeah. I think. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, he just turns back up and is either dead, dying, or eventually <laughs> dies. Um, but, yeah, he's maybe got some info on the Ku Claw as well. Yeah. Mm. Well, that's the end of the kind of the the basic notes and ideas that I had. And I have planned out a couple of episodes, kind of okay. similar to what we did with Chip. Okay. Where there's a few basically planned out. So we've got three episodes. So let's mm. see how season five would have kicked off. Hopefully it will end really disappointingly <laughs> like <laughs> Chip did. Episode one. MC is out on the street, alone, still mourning the loss of Amy, and basically a hunter. Louise and Gav are running the B&B, and still out looking for MC. 
So I guess MCs kind of living life on, on the, the street. street. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. Oh, it's quite a vigilante kind of thing, mm. like a, like a Casey Jones. Yeah, but he's so immersed in the hunt to sort of uh, distance himself from, yeah. you know, not having to think about Amy and that mm. sort of stuff. Jay is working for his dad, trying to avoid all the nasty things in the office. <laughs> the way it's phrased, it kind of sounds like workplace bullying. <laughs> all the gossip. Yeah. <laughs> Have MC be in a fight from nearly start to finish. In the end, he discovers a drug den run by Jay's dad. All the workers are kidnapped. All the known crimes. <laughs> drug dealing, kidnapping. <laughs> Jay also stumbles across this at the end. Okay, so maybe that's kind of Jay's kickoff point to be like, hey, this is mm. shit, I don't want to do this. Mm. Like, People talk about me behind my back and they're right <laughs> on my desk. <laughs> I know somebody ate my lunch. They say they didn't. <laughs> Episode two. MC prepares to take out the drug den with limited supplies. Oh, because he hasn't got any gadgets or weapons yeah, and stuff. Yeah, that's yeah. not hasn't really been a problem before. But okay. Yeah, I guess like maybe... Maybe the people are armed. He still guns. has access to yeah, some sort of weapons yeah. and yeah. He does in the end, but with the help of Jay. Unknown to Jay, MC is there. How does so, Jay not realise that MC is there if he's just like he beating is a the ninja. shit out of people? But Jay has worked with him for years. If all the lights go out and people start getting stabbed, is he going to be like, ah, maybe it's a samurai? I, <laughs> I guess, though, in a way, you're sort of sowing seeds for MC doing his Batman bit. Yeah. Like he's sort of having to scrape together whatever gear he can, and mm-hmm. then he's like, hmm, batarangs. <laughs> Ninja ranks. <laughs> Gav is looking for the perfect chance to propose to Louise, but he's always interrupted. He's been doing this for months. How is every single time just happens? MC helps return people to their homes. This makes him think of his own family and returns home just as Gav is about to propose again. Punching wall bit. <laughs> so, so earlier you said that... Um, MC has bloody knuckles because he's punching the walls. Yeah. So MC's like, oh, you know, I miss... I know we've had our problems, but, you know, I miss my friends. You know, they're like family to me. I'd go back and see how they are. But first, I've got to punch this wall. What I'd imagine is he comes back to the B&B mm. and he kind of breaks down to Louise and just confesses all of his repressed emotions. Sure. And there's a lot of them. Yeah, so I mean, maybe... it would take a couple of days. <laughs> so maybe he gets a bit worked up yeah, and okay. he punches the wall and that kind of settles him down a bit or yeah. something like that. And it's a good way, I think, to drive a wedge between Gavin and Louise again. It's like, Gavin's like, right, okay, it's been months. I'm going to try and propose again. Mm, mm. And the fucking MC comes back. Yeah. And they have to have this whole big talk and reunion. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and sort of Louise putting MC above Gav. Yeah. 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 I quite like the idea of MC, like, helping a bunch of people to get home to their families. And then that is kind of his realisation. That's Yeah, that's a good, it that's kind a of good thing, isn't it? Yeah. Episode three. MC speaks about putting the family back together. So thinking the Blues Brothers now. <laughs> It's got a bit fast and furious, hasn't it, with all the family talk? <laughs> Gav mentions starting a family to Louise, but she doesn't want to start a family when they're in constant danger. Gav isn't happy. I mean, it's a point. I mean, the last <laughs> baby they had <laughs> didn't go very well. <laughs> Jay tells his dad he wants to leave the company. His dad is honest about what he's doing at the company. Oh, so Jay's like, I want to leave. And Jay's like, well, I do all the crime. Is he... Is it that, like... I don't know. <laughs> I guess he's like maybe being honest to Jay for the first time in a long time. Like, yes, look, we sure, do all this bad stuff. Sure. Maybe there's like, he has a charity department. But also <laughs> we kidnap workers for drug dens. <laughs> MC continues to make things and tries to rescue Jay. They get him back. 
Jay's dad swears revenge. Okay, so I guess Jay goes along is like, Dad, I want to leave. Yeah. And then his dad kidnaps him because he's good at that. <laughs> and then sort of reveals like the full extent of all the villains. Yeah. He just has like an evil villain moment where he's like, got to tell someone about my plan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe he tells him about the zombies or something. Yeah. Um, but do you know what? As an opening kind of three episodes, that's all we have in terms of things that are planned out. Yeah. It's quite a nice way to bring the guys back together. Yeah. You know, there's uh, it doesn't feel too out there. Yeah, as far as things, as far as this show goes. Yeah, and although the whole thing is dumb, it does set up the thing about Gavin Louise sort of Mm. drifting apart and that kind of thing. Yeah, it gets the band back together and Mm. does kind of lean more into that lighter tone Mm. after this. Hopefully, Mm. apart from Gav, who's just sorry, Gav. Yeah, his first love has broken his heart, so (laughs) (laughs) you can't have kids at fifteen, Gav. (laughs) And that that kind of. Definitely sets Jay's dad up as the antagonist for the season mm. at this point. Do you know what, though? Not a single mention of Tannis or Mrs. Lansbury. That is a good point. Because they... Yeah, Tannis did... was... <laughs> didn't he just leave? I think so. He killed Amy and then just left. But there, there was no mention of uh, MC like going like feral, you know, like a Wolverine-style rage yeah. and killing Tannis. Yeah. There was no mention of like an exorcism to get rid of Mrs. Lansbury or how that would have worked. Like, yeah. It really much... It very much read like they had won and they'd be back this season. Yes. But there's been absolutely no mention of them. Yeah. And yeah, if MC is sort of, like you said, in this sort of feral state, roaming the streets yeah. for evil to fight, wouldn't he go after the guy who killed his baby <laughs> daughter that he literally learned to love like five minutes before her neck is snapped? And has Mrs. Lansbury just given up as well? Yeah. Or maybe I had intended to finish them off last season, but I just hadn't put it in the notes. Yeah. Do you have like a really unsatisfying, unsatisfying prologue where they're like, and then MC finds Tannis and <laughs> Sets kills him, on him. Fire. Yeah. <laughs> and then Mrs. Lansbury uh, gets exercised. The end. <laughs> I tell you what, let's just get the notebook and just see what we wrote about that. Okay. Okay. So this is the the end of uh, how season four would have ended. So let's just mm-hmm. see what we said. So we said. Uh, MC is in his underground hideout. I'm uh, sorry, Tannis is in his underground hideout. Uh, he makes a deal with MC that if MC beats him, he'll get Amy back. Uh, but he raises a bunch of former Kuklaw ninjas mm-hmm. that MC has to fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, makes a reference to learning more about possession. Okay. But I guess MC doesn't pick up on that. Yeah. So, yeah, we've got a mention here of Mrs. Lansbury still around. MC fights a ninja, celebrates with Amy. Tannis snatches her and breaks her neck. Okay. Uh, that's it. That's all it is. That's and it. then just MC mourns at the end. Yeah, there's, there's no mention of like, you know. Tannis or. Yeah. Presumably, I guess it could have been that MC kills Tannis and that was sort of Tannis's final act of revenge, even though he knows that he can't, like he knows he can't beat MC, but he can sort of make him suffer. I guess. Or it could be that you, yeah, that Tannis just sort of runs away escapes in his just never mention them again yeah <laughs> maybe you did maybe there was a big break between series four and season and series five and you wanted to tell this other story about like bringing the the gang back together back to their sort of the original roots mm. and Tannis and Mr. Lansbury is just kind of in the way do you think I just wreck on them out then yeah maybe because that's exactly how it feels isn't it yeah huh huh 
Unless maybe maybe I planned out the episode yeah. and then had ideas for series five and I thought, oh, I'm not going to address them here. Maybe in my head I knew I was going to write them out of season I mean, four. You've got you've got like an overall arc for the whole thing. Yeah. And but in terms of actual episodes, you've only got what, like three listed and sort of ideas for maybe another three or four or yeah, whatever. Yeah. So there's still plenty of room in a series to address all that stuff. Yeah. But how weird, like, I mean, it kind of fits in with the show that we just never address this big story arc, but okay, fine. The B&B is ghost-free, apparently, and Tannis is no longer around. Everything's okay. Yay! Well, one of the final pieces of notes we have, MC, are just some of the listed ideas for episodes. Mm -hmm. So we have the last episode, which is, I guess, when Gav gets vamped. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have a Christmas special, Mm -hmm. where uh, Jay's dad makes them vulnerable somehow. Lunatic Asylum, which mm-hmm. is a very lovely way of saying yeah, yeah. <laughs> that. Uh, Louise's Dream, which is the alternative also, universe. Yeah, yeah. Yep. We have three lots of zombie episodes. Uh-huh. So I guess that's the zombie army apocalypse sure. thing. Goodbye, Terry. No, that's oh. the saddest one. <laughs> Guy having nightmares. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then the Lee episode. Okay. So that's 10 episodes. And normally I would try and aim for 15 per mm-hmm. season. So I guess there was still more room to play around with some ideas. Just. Yeah. But I mean, if you're... Tannis was... How many series was it? And Mrs. Lansbury? How many, was that one series or two series that they were in? Uh, just one. Right. But I mean, there's still... There's not that much room to end them nope. in that, in that I, space. And especially if they're... Because you'd feel like they'd be in the early episodes as well. Yeah. They'd need to put that to bed before they could do anything else. It would, it would have been better if the Tannis and Mrs. Lansbury thing was the... That was the impetus to make MC think about his family more, yeah. you know, his friends yeah. more, and for driving the wedge between Louise and Gav. Yeah. And uh, Jay's dad could have got mixed up in it as well, and that was sort of brings in Jay as well. Yeah. Um, but no, zombie apocalypse. Zombie apocalypse. Maybe we, it's. <laughs> I I think I just would have gone back and ended it at the end there. Mm. That is my guess. Okay. But then, I mean, Tannis is not so bad because, yeah, you could have MC going uh, crazy, yeah, crazy, yeah. crazy, 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 mad, kill him. Yeah. Mrs. Lansbury's a bit different. Yeah, because the only sort of counter to her in previous episodes was Amy. Mm-hmm. And, well. And she did. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, unless they just move out of the B&B. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Unless she's just quieter in this one or because she becomes like Casper, a more friendly, helpful <laughs> ghost. She's like the bellboy now. <laughs> But I think you can definitely see the way I've kind of laid some of these episodes out. They're definitely kind of more one-off episodes with stuff happening in the background as well, in a way. Yeah. Um, which I think, I think I do think maybe I got a bit annoyed with the the format of season four because it was a bit all over the place. So I I've do, just tried to make that a bit better. I do wonder if you sort of went back after, you know, a month or something and read through series four and you were like, oh, God, this is so dark. Mm. And then... You just sort of didn't address the Tannis and Mrs. Lansbury because you want to just get away from it entirely. Because you say, like, I want this one to be lighter. Also, how does MC deal with a guy who (laughs) murdered his baby daughter? I don't know, but surely I can't just not mention it, especially Mrs. Lansbury. She lives in the fucking (laughs) B&B. Oh, who knows, who knows. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that's all, all we're going to be able to find out, MC, because that is the end of the notes we oh, have man. for season five. Oh, no. So how do you think that season kind of dealt with things and was? Uh, so, I mean, the the Louis, Louise Gav MC love triangle is just <laughs> fucking dumb. Yeah. Um, there was no mention of a resolution as well, so it was like... Well, I mean, did... the resolution is that Gav gets killed by Chip. <laughs> Gav hangs out with the dodgy kids in the park, gets turned into a vampire. The chavvy vampires. Yeah. 
Um, I reckon maybe Lewis's confession came quite late. Yeah. So it's not like episode three. Lewis is like, I love you, MC. And he's yeah. like, I'm sorry, I don't love you. But then they just all live together for the rest of the season. <laughs> I reckon that must have been quite late. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I like the idea of returning to basics a bit more, making it a bit less yeah. dark. And and there's an opportunity, I think, for something interesting with Jay, potentially. Like, yes. you don't mention that much. Like, how what Jay actually does. Like, yeah. he, he, he doesn't want to do evil stuff, but beyond that, we don't really know. And the, the, the dynamic with Jay and Jay's dad is potentially interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So It's definitely broad strokes, isn't it, those yeah. notes? It's very yeah. much like, here's the plot points I want to hit, but kind of the relationships in between would have come out in the writing, I guess, yeah. and more, with more planning like I normally would have done yeah. before I started writing it properly. So I guess you would have the gang almost back to square one, where it's like, hey, we're just a fun-loving bunch of friends let's go kill some things yeah. uh, which would have been quite nice I think to see it would have been a palate cleanser for sure oh god yeah we needed that yeah yeah. Um, well MC we've kind of hinted at how the show would have ended mm. So, which I have quite clear in my head so mm. we came across some notes for that so we already spoiled this on Chip sort of <laughs> but we're just going to read these couple of lines that we have and then go through how I was going to end with the movie special <laughs> the final final <laughs> so at the start of episode one have a section where the gang uh, with Chip appear out of a crater of some sorts. They are beaten and bloody but happy. They celebrate hugging each other. This is basically the happy ending to Tomorrow Gason. Uh, have the writing speak about their victory. They are beaten but together. Okay, so this is like the sort of after they've finished fighting the big villain and they win after a tough battle yeah. and they all learn to love each other and blah, 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 blah. Well, this would have been them after going to hell to mm. take out all the evil ah, as mentioned in Chip okay sure uh, so I would have put this at the start of season one as a kind of teaser and a sure, lie and sure. just never mention it again until the end okay um, so what would have happened uh, is that Chip is questioning the Kuklaw over mm-hmm. in New York mm-hmm. he gets all this information he finds out you know he gets Shinno Khan back and realises that they've basically been manipulated and groomed and that sure. sort of thing and you know all very nasty stuff I mean Louise is the groomer <laughs> And then Chip would have come to London. Yeah. And he just would have appeared and saved them from Vampire Gav. Sure. So it would have been like his dramatic entrance. Like, mm-hmm, I don't mm-hmm. know how Gav would suddenly have been stronger than everyone or whatever. Yeah. But he got the bad crowd to help him. You yeah, know, they're yeah, all throwing yeah. stink bombs at the gang. I mean, Gav was already a very good fighter, but yeah. with vampire powers as well. Exactly, exactly. And kind of being angry and jealous just to fuel that blood yeah, rage. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Chip would have just turned up randomly, like behind the dusted Gav. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he would have been like, oh, we need to talk or something, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and he would then explain everything he's found out about right. how uh, he and MC are making things much worse because right. they're overfitting hell and mm-hmm. hell is now spilling out onto Earth and mm-hmm. that sort of thing. And obviously MC's had hints with it with Lee and stuff. Mm. So Chip's overall plan is to go to hell mm-hmm. and have like a big end battle to end it all. Sure. So kind of to take them out of the picture. Mm-hmm. It, it's a suicide mission, sure. basically. Uh, and it would have been the original four. So MC, Chip, Louise... And Jay, sure. okay. which is why Gav gets killed off. Right. Which is why Chip tells Ridley and uh, Kat not to come. Mm-hmm. And it's those four in the movie special. The ending of it is mm-hmm. that they go to hell. Mm-hmm. And you think because you've seen, because they would ent- they'd find the entrance to hell on Earth, right. which is this crater. Right. And then the audience would think, ah, oh, you know, blah, blah, blah. We've seen them come out of this all happy and it's fine. Right. But they don't. You just slowly see them fighting right. and get killed off one right. by one. Right, right. And uh, yeah, as we spot in Chip as well, everyone dies. <laughs> And that's how it would have ended. <laughs> You're a miserable, 
miserable fucking cunt, weren't you? It just felt like the ending worked for the show. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I guess them killing literally every denizen of hell would have been a bit... And I think I was probably still upset about the angel ending uh, at the time, even though that kind of works for that show as well. But it's it's interesting in a way in that it is it's kind of pointless and i guess that sort of ties in with their pointless quest like the, all the shit they've done although yeah okay they've averted apocalypses but just sort of generally it's been pointless like it has been counterproductive yeah. they have created more bad shit on earth yeah. as a result of trying to do good and they're still within that mindset of like if there's a problem you hit it with a sword yeah <laughs> until it stops moving yeah it's kind of like that Batman conundrum is like would the Joker exist if there was no Batman sure you know kind of stealing that idea as well you're like none of this is original <laughs> really? I don't know if you have picked up on that or not um, <laughs> and yeah so it's like if they sacrifice themselves they'd break that cycle or something as yeah. well um, I really wish I'd finished this because I would love to have known what I did with like Shinno Khan and mm. stuff like that like would he have been on their side would he mm. have not because He's obviously still a ghost, so whether mm. he would have got involved or not, if Chip kills him, or, mm. you know, what would have happened with that? But that was the idea of how it was all going to end. Mm. Is Chip the last man standing? <laughs> no, I think it was one of those things where I think Louise and Jay go first. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they go, but they're a part of the gang. What, in terms of they die first? Well, just like, uh, like I mean, they're not ninjas. They're not the cool. Well, yeah, for sure. So obviously, they are the gang. Yeah, sure. So I think that's why they're kind of like, especially Louise is like, well, the man I love doesn't love me. Yeah. And uh, I've just tried to be killed by my ex. Yeah. And Jay's like, well, my dad's just slit his wrist. <laughs> and in a way, they were kind of part of the problem in quotation marks as well, in that they helped the ninjas do what they do. And also, they've always been so up for joining in the fight well yeah. sometimes jay wanted to get away but jay, you know when when push comes to shove yeah he was always he was always there yeah and it kind of again it fits in with that mentality that they've had this whole time that they've kind of been developed the, groomed for i guess mm-hmm. of like fight self-sacrifice yeah. that is how you win yeah so that would absolutely fit in with their mindset yeah, exactly. And it, it was me trying to go back to like the original series as well and how dumb that was. Yeah. They'd be like, oh, they trained in a year. And it's yeah. like, well, they were like, it was going to be something like they were imbued with the power of a demon or something like that. Right. Like some evil force. So literally Buffy. Yeah. Literally Yeah, yeah, Buffy. pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh, that is why they all they all went off the rails in a way as well mm. because like their destiny wasn't their own, their mind wasn't their own, mm. their soul wasn't their own. Mm-hmm. And as well as breaking the cycle of the Kukla ninjas, it was just trying to like get off that path that they were on mm. that they weren't in control of mm-hmm. and to try and do some good as well mm-hmm. and uh, that's the end Just mm. Chip look around hell and be like I remember this place <laughs> <laughs> oh that would have been good actually yeah. yeah like he knows all the ways yeah. and stuff like that um, but to answer your original question which yeah. you asked about five minutes ago <laughs> Louise and Jay would have died first because obviously there's like hundreds and hundreds of demons yeah. so and but it would have ended with like Chip and MC back to back and just slowly getting swarmed right. by all the demons and they go out together nice yeah oh how romantic <laughs> <laughs> and there we have the end of Tomorrow Gason mm-hmm. well MC what did you make of season 5 <laughs> and all the endings oh. to this season particularly because what we're going to do is um this is the penultimate episode. Yeah. And we're going to come back uh, next week and we're going to do like a, a just a retrospective of the show sure. as a whole. And uh, we'll talk to each other, maybe talk to some other people that we've named characters mm-hmm, after. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, just answer some questions if people have any questions as well. Mm. But for now, Series 5 and the ending of Tomorrow Gason.
Yeah, so I mean we've I mean we've already discussed a bunch of it as well. I guess you talking about the final scene, um, it's that is like full circle, isn't it? It mm. starts with MC and Chip being like bros, yeah, like fighting together, and it ends with that as well. So yes. it's good to have that sort of full circle kind of thing, especially after they've kind of when did Chip even go evil? I've, season two. Season two. Yeah. So they've had like two, three, two seasons of them kind of hating each other and not seeing each yeah, other and, pretty much and yeah. then they're, they're back again yeah there's only one season in a bit where they're mates mm. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah in I guess although it's a bad ending for them because mm. they die in hell <laughs> generally quite bad <laughs> um, in a strange way it's a good ending in that they end this cycle mm. they you know of the sort of Increasing, slowly increasing the sort of net evil on Earth. They break that kind of conditioning curse of the Ku Claw. Yeah. yeah. Um, potentially, if, if Chip or whatever kills Shinokan or if Shinokan changes his mind. Although it's kind of vague about how many other uh, Ku Claw entities there are. Yeah, a lot of this is us filling in the blanks. But nonetheless, at least on Earth, I guess that's it, because Lee's dead as well, yep. so there's no more Ku Claw on Earth. Yeah, I think there's the idea, because again, it's so vague, we just yeah. have these notes to run off and some memories that I have, but because it's like, why didn't they just go after the Ku Claw then? Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think there is some sort of like, the Ku Claw or some sort of like, high, mighty power, like, like a god or something yeah. like that, that can't really be touched or changed they're right. just the puppet string masters of right, the right, right. world or whatever you know yeah. so they decide to go out this way mm. Mm. Um, so yeah yeah that does it's a very unpleasant it's a bad ending that has sort of good overtones to it <laughs> and it is the angel ending which yeah. makes it even better because <laughs> yeah. it's like it has its roots and its own kind of stories which yeah. again have been pinched from a lot of different places but it, it is the angel ending and it's nice that we end the show by stealing from something that we began the show with. <laughs> well, if you have any thoughts, feelings, emotions, anger that you have about the final series of Tomorrow Gason, or if you just want to get in touch and ask us some questions for our retrospective in our mm -hmm, next episode, mm -hmm. did you know, for the penultimate time, there's numerous ways in which you can get in touch. You can find us on Facebook. We're at facebook.com slash howiriptoffpodcast. And we're also on Twitter at How I Ripped Off. And you can find our entire cat, uh, cat, cat battalogue. <laughs> <laughs> God, how long have we been doing this? You can find our entire back catalogue on SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, iTunes, YouTube and Spotify. And if you want to leave like a memorial for Terry, <laughs> <laughs> the only bright spot in a giant pile of shit. He just turns up in one episode and he's like, right, I'm off. <laughs> All right, bye, Terry. <laughs> Thanks for being the best character. Leave a review of Terry. <laughs> Just how good he was. Come leave us a five-star rating based on how many seasons there are. 